All right, welcome to kids' time. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All the kids are shook. <laughs> Not again. Um, anyway, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Phoebe. I've been a member of Outlook for around a year and a half now. And my main ministry here is the kids' ministry. So it's weird to be up here and not singing and dancing to Colin Buchanan. Um, I'd like to start tonight by asking God to speak to us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity for Outlook to have our first night service tonight. I pray you'd really speak to us through the message and worship tonight, that we would understand the importance of seeking and knowing you, that we would have a desire to do so. Please can the message be clear and easy to comprehend and that it would be your words spoken tonight. Amen. So what I want to talk about tonight is what it means to follow Jesus and really explore what's involved in following Jesus. Is it just turning up, coming every now and again, maybe at Christmas or Easter? Is it just doing good things? We're going to have a look at what the Apostle Paul has to say in Romans. How there's really a lot more. It's a whole transformation of life and how your life really takes a new direction. And tonight, I want to focus on two main things. Um, so the theme of out with the old and in with the new. So that's like the end to old habits and behaviours and the start of new ones. But before we get into that, uh, let's have a look at what the Bible says in a book called Romans in chapter 6. So I'm going to invite Josh to come up and read it for us. It'll be on the screen if you'd like to follow along. Romans 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for we died with Christ and we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Alright, so there's really a lot packed into these verses. I know when we first started looking and planning a message for tonight, Pastor John was like, are you sure you want to do Romans 6? Because um, there really is a lot in there. But tonight I just want to focus on one main theme um, in these verses, which is what it means to follow Jesus. So, yeah, the theme of out with the old and in with the new. So, the Apostle Paul begins this passage with a rhetorical question. 
Well then, should we keep on sinning so God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? His point here is that just because God is incredibly gracious doesn't mean we can keep on sinning. We should be dead to sin and therefore it should no longer have dominion over our life anymore. It doesn't control us, it's not our master. We should have left the country where sin is sovereign and we can no longer go back and live in our house there. When we make the decision to follow Jesus, really it's like coming home from the gym. You come home all tired and sweaty, like how we come to Jesus. You have a shower and take off all your clothes, like how Jesus washes us clean. When we get clean and we get out, we don't go back and put on our old clothes. You put on new, fresh clothes. When you follow Jesus, you take up your old life, old habits, old behaviours, and put on a new life. You take up your cross and put an end to your sinful life. We've asked Christ to forgive us and wash, and wash us clean. When we put on Jesus' character and allow him to work, on our, work in our lives, this is possible with the Holy Spirit inside of us. So, Paul expresses that if you think you can keep living the same life when you follow Jesus, you're wrong. Jesus calls us to die to our old life and therefore it no longer controls the way we live. Really what Paul's saying to us is if you're following Jesus, has the old life gone? Are you still wanting to hang on to it or are you willing to let it go? When we're baptised, like we heard just before from Henry and Sophie, you die to your old life as you're being fully immersed in water. You're buried with Christ by baptism and raised to new life by the glorious power of God. Once this has taken place, sin can't keep taking charge of your life. What shirts have you been wearing that God says, that's an old habit? God says you have to take that off and it needs to go in the bin. We replace these clothes with new clothes that are much more attractive than the old ones. If we're still living in sin, we should be asking, did I really die and raise to new life with Christ? Can I, keep on fo- can I keep on living that way if I'm really following Jesus? I bought a new car recently, finally got my P's, thank the Lord, because it took me so long. Um, but now I have this new car, I don't need to rely on other people to drive me, I don't need to walk. I get to learn how to drive this new car. Why would I go back to the old way of living? See, God gives us the power for change. He gives us freedom and offers a new life, but you have to accept it. You have to choose to put off the old and put on the new. You have to choose to give up old habits, the things you say, you watch, you listen to, and the things you do, and trade it for new, for a wholesome life. Paul talks about it again in Ephesians. He says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ forgave you. Sin no longer has control over our life. Just like with my new car, why would I go back to a life where I had to walk or rely on other people to drive me? How stupid of me to get up the next morning and ask mum to drop me off at work. It's the same in our lives. Why would we go back to a life of sin when we've been set free? We've been resurrected in our new life in Christ. How crazy of me to still be walking or getting mum and dad to drop me off at work. See, Paul's really telling us, God's Holy Spirit comes to live in you, but you have to choose it, and that means making a sacrifice. Jesus doesn't just wash up our old habits. Like with our old clothes, they go in the bin. The same way with our habits, Jesus says they have to die. 
I'd like to sum all this up by what the Apostle Paul has to say in the message translation. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we live in our old house then? Well, didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into a new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we're lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we're raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us raised into a light-filled life by our Father, so we can see where we're going in our new grace sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to a cross with Christ, a decisive end to that sin-miserable life. No longer it sins every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we should also be included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language to you. God speaks your mother tongue, and you hang on to every word. You're dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with the old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead. Into, a, into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So tonight, perhaps you've been going back to your old life of sin. Or maybe you've been believing you can still hang on to it while you follow Jesus. Really, to experience life, you have to experience death. We think it's the other way around, but the truth is, some of us are not willing to experience death, death to our sinful selves. But we're called to a new life when we follow Jesus. Are you willing to let the Holy Spirit change you and make the decision to let go of sinful habits and behaviors? Are you willing to put your trust in God and live under the freedom of his grace? If you are tonight and you've never done so before, I wanna pray a prayer together. Um, it's already on the screen. So I'll read it to you first. Dear God, I know I'm not worthy to be accepted by you. I don't deserve your gift of eternal life. I'm guilty of rebelling against you and ignoring you. I need forgiveness. Thank you for sending your son to die for me that I may be forgiven. Thank you that he rose from the dead to give me new life. Please forgive me and change me that I may live with Jesus as my ruler. Amen. If you're willing to put an end to your old life tonight and enter into a new life, living in the freedom of God. I'd like you to join in this prayer with me. So it's up on the screen if we could read it together. Dear God, I know I'm not worthy to be accepted by you. I don't deserve your gift of eternal life. I'm guilty of rebelling against you and ignoring you. I need forgiveness. Thank you for sending your son to die for me that I may be forgiven. Thank you that he rose from the dead to give me new life. Please forgive me and change me that I may live with Jesus as my ruler. Amen. If you prayed this prayer for the first time in faith tonight, make sure to tell the friend who brought you 
but we have a number on the screen. If you text coffee and chat to that number, we'd love to speak to you more about the decision you've made. Thanks for coming along and I'll just close in prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for sending your son to die for our sin. Thank you that Jesus broke the power of sin over our life and we've been set free. I pray you'd help us to remember this, that we would die to our old life and take up a life that honors you. In your worthy name, amen. We're gonna finish with some songs tonight. If you'd like to stand and come down the front for them.